Hola amigos y compañeros, this is José García. I'm excited to be part of Humans of Telecom. Hey everyone, a very warm welcome to Humans of Telecom, the unplugged podcast. This is your host Anurag Agarwal, Chief Growth Officer at Globe Teleservices. As I've mentioned in the last episode as well, this month is particularly special for the podcast as we have crossed a thousand followers on LinkedIn. As always, to all the listeners and supporters here, just want to convey my immense gratitude for all the love and support. It's amazing to see how popular this podcast has become within the CPaaS community. Well, speaking about popularity, our guest today is definitely at the epitome of popularity. He is super well known within the industry by all members alike. Whether the fanciest of OTT players, operators, hubs, as well as the aggregator and CPaaS player community. Through his metal and determination, he's turned the business around for one too many organizations across the globe. And today, we hope that his Midas touch has a rub of effect on our podcast as well. So please join me in welcoming Jose Garcia, CEO at GTC, Global Telco Consult. Jose, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for agreeing to be a part of this journey. We'd love to hear more about you. Which part of the world do you belong to? And from where are you joining this podcast today? Hello, Anurag. Uh, first of all, thank you very much for the, for the kind uh, introduction. Not sure if I deserve it, but I still take it. <laughs> so, Jose Garcia, my name. I uh, was born and, and partly raised in Spain. And I grew up in Germany and uh, currently... I'm connected from Germany. I'm in Munich, southern Germany, close to the Alps. And, uh, you know, having grown up in the Spanish environment and then coming to the German one, and we definitely know, you know, there is so much of a cultural difference. Uh, <laughs> I remember in my time in Spain, we'd constantly be saying that, oh, Spanish always say manana. And they're like, okay, we'll, we'll get to it in some time. Yeah. And then you have the German precision engineering, which comes into play when you yeah. are in Deutschland. But uh, getting further on from this to the telecom space, you've been around for a while now. So let's hear a bit more about your personal and professional journey. So how did you get into the world of telecoms? How has the entire journey been for you? Okay, so I, I'm probably one of the ones that, that, that stumbled into it somehow. Um, I, I studied business administration in, in Frankfurt. Let me start like that. And... I think it was the week where I finished my studies and I thought, okay, what do I do now? So I had the wonderful idea of just going to the student job center. It was on the campus and this student job center had like a kind of blackboard, you know, with many job advertisements. And I started reading and then I saw one job advertisement where I didn't understand a word full of acronyms. Everything in English, my English was very poor back then, and acronyms like lease lines, network cost, cost of sales, voice minutes. I said, what the hell? That's <laughs> uh, on top, there was a company name I never heard of. The company name was Worldcom. And um, ah. I thought, I, that sounds like a challenge. I, I will go for it. So... I went for it. I went to the interview and had my thesis under my arm. My thesis was like a like a book 
you know, 200 pages. And my thesis was related to telecoms controlling, something that was very new back then. And, um, you know, I had an interview in a dark room with uh, interesting characters. They liked particularly my thesis, I remember, and they wanted to hire me right away. And that's how it started. Wonderful. And uh, after that, how's the journey been for you? So you started your telecom journey with WorldCom. And today you set up GTC, which is such a successfully running consulting organization worldwide. So how has the journey been for you after WorldCom? Yeah, the journey has been wonderful, uh, Anurag. I need to tell you that I, I stayed for 10 years in the company. So WorldCom acquired um, MCI, became MCI WorldCom. We had Chapter 11. We were acquired by Verizon. I stayed in a, in a, in a very dynamic environment, let me call it like that, for, for 10 years. And I think those 10 years really shaped me professionally. You know, it was a very specific culture. I lived, it was um, a very dynamic environment uh, with up and downs, uh, being on the buying side, uh, going through a Chapter 11, Ah, yeah, I mean, uh, very challenging um, moments in the career. And then 10 years later, we are speaking about 2008, uh, shortly after the iPhone was launched. So I saw the iPhone, smartphones, apps. Uh, I thought, I mean, that's something very, very strong. You know, I, I thought that's something very, very strong. What has been launched to the market, I, I, I think there will be a huge industry related to the mobile technology that is just developing. And uh, I wanted to be there. Obviously, Verizon didn't have anything in that field for me. So I had to find a way out and I jumped into mobile technologies. Um, back then I was uh, working uh, in Spain, Madrid. And um, yeah, shortly after I got a job in Germany, Munich. And I relocated to Munich, and uh, that's uh, where I started working for a company called Tintec, a pure SMS um, aggregator. And this is where I got into hardcore messaging, as I call it. And uh, six years later, I started my own company. Why? Because I saw an untapped market that was related to providing support to companies that um, had the ambition to launch a new service. This new service was A2P SMS. And I said, look, um, you know, to the companies that approached me, I said, I could sell you my service, but I cannot support a project for you. You know, uh, that is uh, something that you have to buy probably from a freelancer or whatever, if you don't have the skills internally. So I had one company approaching me, another mobile operator, a voice carrier. And then I said, okay, I, I, I need to start uh, covering this market demand. This is something I did uh, more than seven years ago, Anurag, and uh, today GTC is, uh, well, what you know that it is. We have uh, the largest names in the industry among our customer portfolio. The company, as it is today, was founded by Giovanni Benini, by me, more than five years ago. And um, I'm very happy and fortunate to be where I am today. Wonderful. And within this entire journey, if there is one memorable or an impactful moment that you'd like to tell our listeners, what would that be? It's a very unpleasant moment, I have to say, a very unpleasant experience. But I, I think that uh -huh. also shapes you. And uh, there are reasons why you don't forget um, those experiences. So 
I relocated from Madrid to Munich. It was um, January 2010. And um, I was sick when I came over to Germany. And in Germany, the temperature was 20 degrees below what we had in Madrid. We had 10 degrees minus. And um, yeah, I started working. I was sick. I, I, I became more sick. At the end, I had uh, pneumonia. I was hospitalized after working for one week. And you can imagine the, the pressure that I felt since there was a company that believed in me, that paid the relocation, apartment, everything. You know, you start working, you force yourself, your body cannot make it and, and, and you, you just collapse. Um, I was hospitalized for 12 days. I heard just last week, my sister told me that, I, that the doctor said I almost died. And... Um, I was on sick leave for four weeks. My mother came over to take care. So I, I felt terribly guilty. And um, when I came back to work, I did what I had to do in order to pay back my dues. And I paid them back. Yeah. So that has been an experience that I don't want to go through again. I can imagine. And, you know, just before we started the podcast, we were talking about health. So, yeah, I guess uh, going through such uh, very challenging moments uh, within our personal lives, they can have a severe impact on us as well. So I totally get that. But uh, moving on to more interesting things now, uh, we're talking about the human side of Jose. So, Jose, you're, as we discussed numerous times now, you're so well known within the industry. Uh, if there is one shocking thing about you that nobody knows about Jose, what would that be? It's not easy because I'm quite open in many aspects. And if you say nobody, I mean, no, nobody from the family, friends, uh, colleagues, ah, difficult. So I, I will have to go back to my childhood and tell you something terrible I was doing when I was about three, four, five years old. I was hunting lizards. Not only hunting them, I was also oh, killing wow. them. I, I, I didn't know... Yeah. I don't know anybody can hunt lizards. Yeah, so I managed to hunt them. I mean, you, you know, they're, they're very quick. I mean, it's not easy, but, but apparently I was quicker and um, I, I managed to hunt them. And, and I mean, okay, to hunt them is fine, but to kill them, I mean, that's something I would never do again. Uh -huh. You know, I love mm -hmm. animals. I would say that's something shocking that I can tell about myself that is related to my behavior being a... A little boy, sometimes I was a bit wild. All right. So that's <laughs> hunting lizards. <laughs> yeah, hunting lizards, my friend. Yeah. Now, now you have a slogan here. Uh, Jose Garcia, the lizard hunter. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Let's see. I, I, I'm sure that, you know, when you bump into many people in the conferences now, yeah. uh, some of the listeners might just, you know, term yeah. you as the lizard hunter, yeah. then you know for sure that they are the ones who've heard the podcast. <laughs> would be a new nickname. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, beyond these lizard hunting uh, interests that you've had in your childhood, today, what does passion and recharging yourself mean for Jose? What do you do to recharge yourself? I love music. Uh -huh. um, also attend concerts. I've been... When was it? Two weeks ago, I went with Giovanni to an open-air hard rock concert, Mötley Crüe and Def Leppard. So I'm 
I, I like very much hard rock and, and metal, especially from the 80s, I have to say, but I like all kinds of music at the same time. Mm -hmm. So music is, is, a, is a passion, definitely. I also like to be out in the nature, especially living here in, in Munich. I mean, it's, it's just stunning what you have in terms of, of landscapes, all the lakes, the mountains. Um, you have many opportunities to, to enjoy the nature and, and I do it. And I love to be with friends and family too. Yeah, with my beloved ones and, um, and enjoy the moments. Wonderful. And I think all these passions put together allow us to look forward to things outside of work and, you know, uh, help us strike that right balance. So I can totally resonate with that. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving ahead, uh, we now play a couple of games and there are some very interesting, fun ones. The first one is that I'm going to put up five words to you. And uh, as I tell all my guests that uh, be honest, be uh, spontaneous, be human. So say the first thing that comes to your mind and we'd love to have a conversation about each of them. So are you ready for that? I'm ready. Awesome. So the first one, something which is very common within our industry, CPAS. Outsource complexity. <laughs> okay, that's interesting. So are you saying that enterprises are outsourcing their complexity of uh, customer communication to our CPAS players? Definitely. There is a huge difference between setting up a complex environment and managing it or just integrating the, the service into an application uh, through an API and then relying on the infrastructure that is run by a CPAS player. There's a huge difference. Absolutely. I agree. And I think that's what's allowing this industry to thankfully thrive so much. Okay. Yeah. The next one is uh, motivation. Something that ideally you have intrinsically and um, where you don't depend on external factors like rewards. All right. The next one is family. Love, joy, passion, safety net in your life. That's what I relate to family. And definitely your daughter. I mean, I've been seeing so many pictures of yours, which you post with your daughter. And I must say she's an absolutely adoring and charming princess. So I'm sure that that's a very integral part of your entire ecosystem. <laughs> My friend, I have to correct you. I don't have a daughter. So you're okay. mixing me up. What else? <laughs> I, not that I know. I, I hope there are no surprises. <laughs> I don't want to have surprises. You know? Okay, then that's interesting because uh, I have seen your pictures with a baby girl. Now, unless ah, that's a baby boy. That's my niece. That's my niece. Ah, okay. Now I get it. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. now we understand each other. That's my niece, one of my okay. nieces, the, the youngest one. Carmen uh -huh. is her name. Mm -hmm. And uh, she's uh, seven years now. She lives in Dubai. Yeah. Ah, okay. Interesting. Okay, that was a fun conversation. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely. I mean, uh, I was shocked for a moment. <laughs> my daughter, oh my God. Isn't this something I, I'm not aware of? <laughs> and oh which Anurag knows sitting back there in India. <laughs> exactly. So I have a son. He, he's 19 years old, uh, Anurag. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, you definitely yeah. don't look old enough to be the father of a 19-year-old. And what is Thank he doing? You. He's studying fashion design. Oh, wow. A totally different trajectory from what his father is doing. Huh? Different. Yeah. 
Amazing. That that's amazing. So with that, I come to a, a a word which is similar to what we're just talking about: career. Career. Well, I related to to fun, joy, uh-huh. right, and ultimately also to freedom, which is what I have achieved for myself. Absolutely, yeah. that's that's the biggest privilege that one can have out of their own career. Yeah, and uh, the last one where we are today, podcast. Well, my friend, I relate the podcast mainly to you. Okay, I discovered recently okay. another podcast that is interesting for me. This is, do you know the famous chef uh, Jose Andres who lives in the U.S.? Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, food is okay. not something which is my calling, so I wouldn't know. But all right, let's all hear right. more about that. Okay, so he has a podcast that I think is very entertaining. He's interviewing famous people when it comes to their food habits and food experience they have. So that's a podcast that I discovered as uh, almost as entertaining as yours, but it doesn't reach the level. Awesome. That's interesting. I think we will check it out as well when we can. And uh, the next uh, game is also very interesting. And I have always pretty much <laughs> sucked at it. So I ask you to tell me three statements. Two have to be truths and one has to be a lie. And I have to guess mm-hmm. which one is the lie. So, would you have three such statements for us today? Yes, I have. Okay, I have. So, first statement: I once went for beers with an Oscar winner. Oh wow, that's that's interesting. Okay, <laughs> that's a bold statement. Now the next one: I made once in my lifetime a bungee jump. And it was jumping from the Navajo Bridge, which is over the Colorado River in Arizona. That sounds fun too. All right. Yep. Third statement. I was born on the 24th of December. My father's name is Joseph. My mother's name is Maria. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, uh, that's a three interesting uh, set of statements. Uh, I'm going to go with the fact that you've definitely had the time to share a table with an Oscar winner. You would have definitely bungee jumped once in your life. I somehow feel that your birthday is on 24th of December, but I'm not too sure. I have a strong feeling that that's the one where there is something which is incorrect or a lie. So it's the third one. So am I right? No, my friend, you're not (laughs) right. I was born on the 24th of December. My father's name is Joseph, my mother. Yeah. Wonderful. That's awesome. So then, uh, yeah. uh, which one is a lie? Let's hear it from you. Yeah. So the, the bungee jump, I never did it. Ah, okay. I, I, yeah. I you know, made it a bit more interesting, uh, mentioning a concrete bridge and a location. <laughs> I know. That made it really very believable. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, but uh, <laughs> that never happened. I, I, I guess it will never happen. I, I guess. You know, I, I don't know. Just don't know. You but know, it's a yet, fantastic but, experience, yeah. uh, you know. I have uh, I have done something like this in South Africa near Cape Town. There is the Blokrans Bridge, which they yeah. say is one of the world's highest bungee jumping point from a bridge. So it's a fantastic experience. And I would really urge you that given that you sort of put this out there into destiny now, let's hope at some time in your life you do experience this as well. <laughs> yes, yeah, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind. To be honest, yeah, but I didn't have the, the the opportunity or I didn't look for it, you know. So that's something you need to organize 
probably yeah let's see absolutely and then let's hear a bit more about the oscar winner what was that about <laughs> well the oscar winner is uh, trent resnor he is also the head of the rock band nine inch nails and um, he's a composer of many many soundtracks mm-hmm. uh, i mean i don't know natural born killer seven before the flood uh, girl with a with a dragon tattoo, so many. And he got the Oscar for um, the social network, for the soundtrack of social network. Ah, the movie on Facebook. Correct, correct, yeah. Okay. And okay. Um, my sister married into his family. So mm-hmm. so my yeah. niece is, is the, the cousin of, of, of him. And uh, yes, he invited us to one of his concerts. And then we went with the band uh, after, after the concert for beers. So, yeah, I've seen him twice on concert. And uh, the first time we had the chance to go for beers. It was um, a very nice experience, especially because I, I liked Nine Inch Nails in the early days. I loved them and um, was quite an impressive. And, uh, and his career has been absolutely outstanding in, in Hollywood. Yeah, I think he lives in Beverly Hills today. Yeah, that's the story. All right. Good. As always, I continue my losing streak since a while and that was an interesting conversation and uh, since we were talking about music shifting gears a bit into books or movies so do you get the time to read a book or watch some movies and are there any which are your favorites that you relate to more my friend i i have to admit that i don't read many books i i, I feel completely ashamed for it but um, i guess it's part of my nature that i don't have the the patience for absorbing information in, in such a s- s- slow mode. <laughs> this is the way that I, that I feel it, at least. Um, I like movies. Today, I, I don't watch movies anymore. I don't watch TV, but I like um, the director, Stanley Kubrick. Uh-huh. And um, I love the movie the, the Shining with Jack Nicholson. Right, right. I also love the, the movie Eyes Wide Shut. Mm-hmm. I also like uh, movies uh, from uh, Roman Polanski, Rosemary's Baby, The Pianist. Um, and I'm probably one of the huge community in the world that also likes Scarface from Brian De Palma with Al Pacino. Right. And uh, by the way, it's also the favorite movie of my son, funny enough. Awesome. That's an interesting collection and very interesting personalities from the film fraternity that you mentioned about. Awesome. That's nice. All right, Jose. So uh, that's been a fun conversation so far. And uh, sadly, as I tell all my guests that, you know, good things have to come to an end at times. So we are in the final section, which is a sign off section. And uh, there are two questions here. Firstly, uh, as we all know that you're omnipresent within this industry, you're almost found everywhere. So which are some of the conferences where one can catch hold of Jose Garcia and hear about the lizard hunter? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, look, I just returned from Messaging World in, in, in London. Uh-huh. Uh, so now we have the summer break. In September, it's early September, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I should be attending Batik in Bali. Right. And uh, then should be the WAS conference in Croatia in October. Right. I haven't planned anything uh, further. So, yeah, that's it for the moment in terms of conferences. 
Wonderful, Jose. So I see many conferences are up on the cards and I hope that at some point of time that you and I also get to catch up with each other. And on that note, we come to our final question, which is the signature question. What does being human mean to you? What sort of a human being would you want the world to remember you as? So for me, being human is not trying to be perfect. I would say um, being open and accepting, uh, making mistakes. Yeah, that defines being human. Uh huh. And um, yeah, when it comes to how I want to be remembered, then we can get probably into a different um, aspect of being human. I would like to be remembered as someone that has the capacity to be empathetic, so to to feel with and for others, to understand other individuals, and also someone that uh, likes to spread joy. Awesome. I think that's a fantastic note to end this podcast on. We as humans have our own flaws. I think it's important for us to be vulnerable enough to accept them and show that vulnerability out to the world. And at the same time, have that compassion and empathy to be able to deal with the flaws of other people around you. And finally, of course, be a beacon of joy and light to everyone. Awesome. So, Jose, thank you so much for those wonderful thoughts. It's been a fantastic conversation uh, while we've interacted so many times. But this is the first time that I've got to see this side of Jose Garcia. So it's been amazing. And I know that there is a lot going on and still you've been able to take out time for this. So thank you so much for being a part of this journey. Thank you very much for inviting me. Um, I know it wasn't uh, straightforward to, to find the time. Um, thanks for the patience on, on, on your side, uh, Anurag. Um, for me, it's uh, um, an honor to, to be part of your series. And uh, I wish you personally uh, the best and also to, to your great uh, podcast project that is so super successful. Congratulations for the over 1,000 followers that you have already. You deserve that and much more. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jose. Those are some really kind words. So thanks a lot. And as always, to all our wonderful listeners here, thanks a lot once again for tuning into the show. I really hope that through this episode, you got a good glimpse of the human side of Jose Garcia, our very own Spanish amigo who's living a German life now. Somebody who now I will always refer to as the mighty lizard hunter. <laughs> Somebody who has had a near-death experience and is living to tell the tale and has now embarked successfully on his entrepreneurial career and is living a life with complete freedom and living it to the fullest. Ladies and gentlemen, that for you is Jose Garcia. So, if you like this episode, do stay tuned in. As always, we shall soon be releasing yet another episode and another compelling story from the telecom space. And if you like what you hear, do follow the podcast on your preferred streaming channel on behalf of Humans of Telecom, this is your host Anurag Agarwal signing off for now. Take care.